Welcome back to another episode of The Main State of Mind. We're actually here at Galactic Comics this time with Paul Eaton, uh, proprietor. I'm going to call you proprietor. Is that cool? Yeah, I'm good with that. Proprietor of the podcast, or the uh, comic book world. Best comic book shop in Bangor, right? That's it. Second year in a row. Second year. Second year in a row. <laughs> Multiple years in running, yeah. That's right. Uh, one up two. <laughs> in Bangor. Uh, 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 we counted uh, as four. four now? They the, the counted as four. Okay. So, so there's... Couple more other than you, but you yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few of the larger ones you classify okay, as okay. comic store oh, okay. because of related sales. But okay. so so I didn't just beat out one. No, you beat four. Beat out three more. But I mean, let's be honest. It's it's one of those weird uh, things you see the same award. It's given away to best bartender and all that stuff. It's nice to see these because it's not some sort of group of people that are giving these awards away either. It's the fans. Yeah, it has so it's to the people actually being based so on votes. Yes, yeah, so it's not like it's not like you are the best in a sense, like sales wise or right, people, right, volume or exactly or, or the story, the store looks or anything like that. It's the people who shop here think you're the best, yep. so they're gonna vote for you for the best. So it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, it was a couple like a little while ago someone voted this, but yes, I, yep. here in the spot on Hammond Street in Bangor. We tried to do this for a while. Uh, I'm glad we're here. Adam couldn't make it tonight, but uh, he'll be here at some point, and we'll figure out. That, I haven't actually but... seen proof that this guy exists. Yeah, exactly, right. I, I haven't, I haven't seen that. And he can't. This is like we were supposed to do this a couple weeks ago, and he get canceled that night too. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Maybe he just gets too tired. Right? He's older than us. No, well, that could happen. Well, how I, old? I, I hear the boat will go. Uh, thirty-nine. So yeah, he's older than us. He's in his forties. So. I, I did do math there for a second. Yeah, he's a little old. But, That's bad. Uh, we're here to talk comic books again. Yeah, imagine great. that. Uh weird. Now the wife doesn't want to hear you talk about comic books, so she didn't want to listen. But yeah, she won't listen. No, she uh, she listens to it for free at home all the time. So realistically, trying to log on to watch it, she's no. I don't. So, so you anymore. actually just do it. You record while you're doing that, so you have that <laughs> that. All this extra time. <laughs> Your wife is going, her- shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, hon. I don't care what Superman can do. <laughs> Let's go take the trash out. Superman doesn't have to take the trash out. I don't care. <laughs> but we're going to talk writers. This is one of those ones that I thought was those categories. We're going to run out of these categories. So I feel like yeah. Yeah, as we get further with these countdown or, or comic book style comic books or um, episodes that we're going to run out of some categories. So we are going to do more generic comic book conversations are going to have to happen, which is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, what I will say is this episode kicks off the main state of mind comic book extravaganza. Yes. Six weeks of comic book related podcasts. That's awesome. That features this. It features uh, Josh Bolton from Queen City Cinema Club jumping on and talking comic book movies. It features some specials, some bonuses. We have a, a comic book creator coming on at some point. Uh, and then we're also... Um, Adam and I are going to do another episode that is just us talking the future of Marvel, like what we expect, how they're going to introduce Fantastic Four into the MCU and all that stuff. I'm excited to see that after and, the, yeah. the it's be fun. really rough go that Fantastic yes. Four has had on the big screen. Yes. It'll be nice to see how they get into see the new official way. MCU. And, and, and we've, talked, we've touched on it. We, so we touched on it with uh, Josh that comes out uh, next week. We've talked with Josh about how we'd like to see him not do an origin story. I think we're all on the mm. same page with that. Like, maybe yeah, so I think I think we know where it came from. You could do a flashback if you want to, like a little like this is how it happened, or in the mm. in the credits as you're rolling the credits at the beginning, you see them getting their powers. That'd be a cool way to to do the credits going. The other way is to introduce them in another TV show, like yeah. introduce them 
through a TV Drop show. Drop them through. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so there's that, all these different things. So we'll talk about that. And then finally, we'll finish out the six-week extra- extravaganza with Will and Jay from Bangor Comic and Toy Con to there talk is. this year's Comic-Con guests and things like that. So we're pretty excited. Adam and I are pumped. There'll be some bonus things, too. I'm going to talk some other stuff in between these bonus episodes. Um, but we're excited. So this kicks it off. Nice. It's, fun. it's awesome. So we're going to talk writers. Um, in the past, we've done top 10. We go back and forth. I think we'll just go back and forth on our top five, but not really in order. Yeah. Um, it's funny when I was saying, when I wanted to go down to five, I was like making it easier for us. Right. Yeah. Five. And then I realized, how can I whittle it down to five? Yeah. I think it's like one of the things I would rather do like a top seven. Right. <laughs> like well, top five and top 10 are what you usually hear, top 20. It was funny. A seven would be nice. This one, we did five. And I'm like, oh God, how am I, how am I going to pick five? And I was like, one, two, three, four, five. I'm like, I'm done. That was yes, easy. Yeah, exactly. Like literally, literally walking out of the room, I was talking to my wife about like I got to pick five art, uh, five writers that are my favorite writers, and walking out, I'm like right in a row, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm done. <laughs> like this is it. So I don't need. I'm good. We're good. I apparently so, don't have to think anymore about it. <laughs> I, I pop in and on, on and off with mine. I, I I had some that went on, some went off. Um, I definitely think that we've had discussions about uh ages of comic books and how we you know i'm not a huge and i'll just preface this before we get actually into what our topics are i like comic books from the 80s and the 90s i like the way they look i like the way they are i like the stories that are behind them so mm-hmm. i was trying to explain this to colton who was just here before he left from from one over and company yeah that um the if you were to sit down and re- write the overall arching story uh in the 80s and 70, 90s of comic books those are good. The storylines are good. Yeah. The actual speech bubbles and scripts really to bad. me are really bad. It's, it's generally so a very much. A I am not a huge them. fan of the 1990s and 1980s comic book. I, I think there's some fine like gems out there mm-hmm. to pluck, um, but overall, I would agree it's a very. I don't want to say it's a dated era, but you can feel the era that you're reading, yeah. and, the, and the art for me too. Um, I can I can enjoy and appreciate some of it. But uh, some of it, I get very like, yes, you're disgusted with well, it. What's the like, four oh, color thing too? It's like it's very it. simple. It's very yeah. different. And they didn't do a lot of like cool extra things that that Todd McFarlane got in trouble with with drawing mm. and like overlapping <laughs> panels and things like that. Yep. So the, the 80s and 90s are great because I think that's the history. It's it's for for me for a Marvel fan. That's where a lot of the stuff came from. Yeah, that was that you're the, seeing on the TV era and, of it. You know, and stuff yep. like that. Um, but so I wanted to like preface this a little bit, and you probably agree with me on this. Chris Claremont, great writer. I mean, great history. He had the history yep. of making X-Men what it is now. Absolutely. Obviously, Stan Lee, a lot of people are going to put him in as a good oh writer. God, He's a great story writer. Jim Starlin, Frank Miller. So there's yep. a lot of those people that have good backgrounds. The, the, the origin writers. I mean, it's kind of like that's a way, too, of looking through uh, the history of comics. Is someone going to really say that Bob Kane was like one of the greatest comic writers of all time? He Sure, he yes. created Batman. Yeah. Great, but are you going to sit and read one of these uh, original, like masterpiece work style yes. books? And you may enjoy it for your nostalgia feel, but if you really truly are looking at the overall story yeah. of most of these things, it, I don't know. No, it's awful hard to say that. Oh, this this was a great read. Yes, and exactly that's why you have people who are, so you can write something. I can write a description of what I would like a comic book to be right now, sure. but does not make me a good person to write the actual comic book. 
and put the bubble, the, the speech bubbles with it, like what the word people are gonna actually gonna physically say. You know, I could write a movie. You and I can come up with an idea for a movie right now. It's yep. gonna be an unbelievable name for a movie, but I'm not sitting there writing the script for the movie. No, no. And so, like, there's I, that difference between script writing and, and writing an overall storyline. And it's like there's also nowadays things called architects. Yes. You think about there's architects uh, of comic books that are not physically writing every book, but they're writing with the whole big picture story. Here's the be. plan, and you can go from there. Well, it's funny because uh, I, I did a lot of writing in school and in high school. Um, and of course, being a comic fan, I tried to write yeah. some comics. And uh, originally, as I had these ideas, I was like, oh man, this is so amazing. And one thing I started noticing of like, I want to do this with this character, and that with that character. And then I started looking at them like, every one of these is the exact same with just different yeah. characters. Like, it, I can't imagine how these guys and girls can write this stuff and drastically change what you're doing. Because I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, I just wrote what's really at the bottom line, the, the same Batman story yes. as Batman that I just also wrote with the Punisher that I also wrote with, you know, like Spider-Man. It, they're, they're really not any different mm-hmm. from one another. And Wolverine, it, I go and look at him like, wow, that, that really, I, I have no depth. To any of and then not like, write something that someone else has already wrote. Written. Yeah. Like, they, 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 you do your, your stories from the 80s and go, oh, this is an amazing story. And like, yeah, well, they told that, they told that in the 80s. Yep. And I like, change it from that and make it your yeah. own thing. So, um, your own version. And so we can get into this. We'll talk some writers. Um, I think writers are, are it's it's a team in comic books. The writers and the artists are, are together on this. And so I think uh, a lot of artists get more credit, I think, sometimes than writers because of the fact that you physically visual see it. You can see the covers story. are what sell yeah. some of these comic books. Sure. Uh, and you actually have to physically read the comic books to understand it. I can buy any comic book you have over here on the shelf because of the way it looks. Uh, it's the writing that does that. And, and some teams work together. Some people write for the artists and some artists draw for the the writer and, and you know back and forth sometimes they'll do a lot more uh together with one another mm-hmm. uh, i've seen going through like the, some of the sketchbook style ones uh you can see where maybe the writer did some art and can jot yes. out something some of them aren't very talented they're like this is what kind of what i want it to look like and it's you know no better than what i could draw but you can see where the artist could take that real baseline stuff and develop it from there that's really cool to see and um, so I'll, and I'll jump into one so we'll jump in so uh, we're not gonna do it in order like physical order i think we might I might end up finishing on on a particular artist or writer um, that might be my favorite, but again, if it ends up being your, you pick it number three, not three, but you you say it number three, right. then we'll just discuss it then. It's not a big deal. Sure. Um, but I mean, we can stick it up, kick it up. And this is one that's more recently happened that was you know you and I are already a big fan of this person's art, uh, and that the person it, it's it wasn't the number one thing that I like about this person, but after I get more books that I read from this uh, as this dude it is every time he's killing he's a great artist he's a great writer that's Scotty Young I mean you know people who listen to this podcast know that I am in love with Scotty Young's art and we have his tattoo you know Paul and I both have ink from Scotty Young is uh, but with 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 just more recently Strange Academy it's unbelievable if anybody loves books that like if you like Harry Potter you like Doctor Strange if you want magic (laughs) X-Men yes exactly (laughs) And so, uh, and I hate Fairyland, obviously. Uh, Middle West. He did a great Rocket Raccoon series for Marvel. Yep. Um, he's also done the Wonderful World of Wizard, Wizard of Oz. He did yep. some Deadpool. On and on and on. He has Magneto. this new. He has this new series that literally just came out on Wednesday, August fourth, which is uh, the new Love in the Dark. Yep. Um, it, it makes me sad when you hear a new Scotty Young project that he's not doing physical art for. Like, uh, yeah, you know, it makes me I, upset. I but you I, know what? I do like, and I'm sorry, George. Um, Oh wow, the artist that he's working with him. Yes, I don't remember now. Yeah, now, now, now we're both gonna. Yeah, yeah this is terrible. Um, 
I do I do really enjoy his art with Scotty's writing. I feel like um, if you look at if you weren't a, a really big Scotty Young fan, yeah. you might not notice that it wasn't Scotty's art because yes. uh, he does such a great job. Um, his art style they did a good job pairing the two of them together. Uh, his art style is very familiar. Which, with it, so. which is yeah, if you've read Middle West, uh, this newer uh, book, uh, The Me You Love in the Dark, is the same team. It's the same team. Yeah. So uh, it's yep. exciting about that. But and again, we are fans because every time I hear something new project from him, you know he's going to at least have some sort of variant cover. So we were able to purchase on his website his variant cover of this book, The Me You Love, uh, Love in the Dark. But so Scotty Young is one of those things. His art's great, but he's able to tell a story. And I'll, I'll jump in there really quickly before uh, if you wanted to throw anything in there about Scotty Young is. Something about writing is that I have to want to read the next issue. Mm-hmm. Um, there is such thing as a good writing that's just like, oh, it's a great issue, but nothing makes me want to read the next one. Right. Um, and Scotty has been able to do that with Strange Strange Academy. With I hate Fairyland. I hate Fairyland's only twenty issues long, and I really wish it was more. I, well, yeah, I could have kept going. Uh, and so it's why I actually, I'll tell you right now, I read the first issue and a half um, a couple weeks ago of Little West because yep. uh, I was waiting for trades and things like that to get the the, the whole story. But like. I stopped because I knew I would just binge it. Yeah. And I have so much other stuff I want to read right now. It's like when I get caught up on other stuff, then I'll sit down and read the entire thing. And, and it's still, I, it's it's I not that long. Know. It's like, it's, there's no, there's it's, like, it's three, it's three trades if you do trade format. Okay. So it's not like it's, yeah, it's walking not, it's not dead long, long so, where it's, you know, compendiums and spawn long. But it's just, it's one of those things that I'm like, I want to make sure I dedicate the time. Really enjoy it. Yes. Yep. And so it's just, I said, I did not, if you would have asked me 20 years ago, to make a list of my five favorite five writers, I don't think Scotty Young would have made that top cut yet. No, I would. I would say probably the same with me. Um, you know, I knew, I did the art. I love the art, but the writing was yeah. And, and lo and behold, uh, Scotty's on my list. Big surprise. Um, uh, I would say I probably recommend I Hate Fairyland at least once a week to someone in here yeah. that hasn't read it. Um, anybody that comes in that says, "I say, what do you want to read?" and they say, uh, "I don't know. I'm not a big superhero fan." Mm-hmm. It's one of the first ones I go to. Is okay. Have you ever read I Hate Fairyland? Because it is to me the the um, the whimsical feel of it to kind of blend in with like a Calvin and Hobbes feel mm-hmm. to be, uh, but to have that like blatantly graphic violence of it that also is is hysterical because of the, where it's being taken yep. place in, um, and and the person who's wielding it is you know looks like a little kid. Um, I absolutely absolutely love it. He's writing an art in that is fantastic. Well, I was to say, I mentioned at the top of this thing about the writers working with the artists, the artists working with the writers. Mm. He it writes matters. for him. Like, he could yeah. he could draw all of Middle West and all of, um, uh, you know, the me you love in the, the dark. dark. He, yeah. he could draw Sp- Strange Academy. Yep. His art leads to the story. Like, they work together. He doesn't. Obviously, he's a one person, and he probably doesn't draw, do the art for these books because he knows, like, especially with Strange Academy, he could go... Mm-hmm. 75 issues or at least or at least Easily. like 15 yep. 20 issues and then do another one and you know so on and so forth and spin-offs and all that stuff that he doesn't have time for it so i understand why he would do that and why you know the me you love in the dark is a uh, uh not a marvel project an image project it's his own project he can yep. create her own i hate fairland is the epitome if you want to know what scotty young draws like yep and writes like you that comic book it. is both it's right in yep. there in the same book right and it's it's and again, I, it makes me sad every time I get to issue twenty again. We'll yep. be reading that book, and I'm just like. Ugh. Even though I will say, I think I I loved how it ended when it wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. I I'm like, this is because I, as I read it, I'm like, how is this going to end? Yeah. Like, how are you going to end this? 
And it wrapped it up. And the more and more I thought about it, the more I thought that ended perfectly. Mm -hmm. It's just how I wanted that series to end, and I didn't even realize. Do you still have that trade out there? Or the one that no. the collector one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we still have it. Okay. Yep. But yeah, it's, it's a great there. book to get, and 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 it's you know, and if you can't get it at your local comic book shop like this one. Uh, like if you don't live in the area, obviously, if you're listening to us on a podcast and you live in another area, yeah. Scotty Young, I believe, has variations of the books on his website too. Yes, there and are. a lot yep. of times, and I will say, buy from your local comic book shop. But if you're a huge fan of Scotty Young, it, I, I don't think Paul would make you upset or be upset if you bought it from him <laughs> because of the fact that a lot of those things you can buy with like book plates and signatures yep, and all that stuff. And so, stuff like yeah, that, yeah. So. that's how uh, I actually got for my birthday that Strange Academy. Yeah. Um, from the website. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of those weird, there's only a few artists that I know of that run their own websites like that. Very like, few. there's very few big artists like that yeah. that have their own place where you can buy specifically on there. And Taylor went on there to buy a commission from me, or original art. Yeah, original art. Thinking that it would be a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thousands of dollars. Thousands like, of oh, Jesus. Yeah, sometimes you get lucky with the, um, the daily sketches. The daily sketches. There. And there's a couple the, that are still the, on there that I, there. yeah. Yeah, and I but, keep, uh, so, someday. Yeah, like, someday. Those, are, those are like two, three, three hundred bucks, depending on the ones. Yeah, usually. Some there's like 150, some of them are 500, 600 dollars. Yeah. I think so um, all of it depends, maybe too, on the character. The, the problem he does is that he does the daily sketches current. A lot of times mm -hmm. they have to do with what's going on in the world, and because it is what's going on in the world, it's popular, yeah, and so it, it's not going to stay around for long. Not the sketches go immediately. Yeah, they're usually history very quickly. We're talking writing here, not art, so we can get off our Scotty <laughs> Young. Get off our Scotty Young course um, here for the um, so yeah. So I said Scotty Young, but if you so, want yeah. to bring up one that you have, sure. um, and and go from there, I think I, I, we can see each other's list a little bit here. There yeah. is only one other one just like right now. Um, yeah, it's also same. a big surprise. Uh, that uh, is the same, but otherwise, so we can, we are going to be able to go back and forth on some right here. It's pretty cool. Um, so I, I have James Tinian on my list. Uh, Something's Killing the Children. I've talked about it before on the podcast. I, it's an amazing series. Uh, I literally can't get enough of it. Uh, I, as I said many times, I read and trade, so I wait for it. Yeah. And I get that trade, and I make sure that I have the time to sit down and I read the whole thing, and then I always regret doing it because now I'm going to wait for another trade. Mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> it's the TV show. Trades are like the TV show aspect of it that it's the tv show binging aspect yeah of it, where you it's like watch that whole season you know the walking dead season 10 just got on netflix you binge the whole thing and you're like and crap now i've got to get to the oh, season God. instead of just waiting week to week to read yep. the but but the best thing about reading your trades is the fact that you don't have to wait yeah you, you, you have wait. that whole yes arc in your hands um but james Tanya's work through uh some skill in the children uh, his Batman writing. I know you're such a huge DC fan. You've I'm getting read there. all of his Batman books. You you are you picked up. I picked. Some. I so, I so I'm not. So I'm getting to the point. And there is the funny thing about it, as I was mentioning to Colton, is that one of the writers that is on my list is actually the one that we had together. Also, is it I mean, has written, written for DC. Yep. And so it's like you know, to me, is like how can I not read read or or, or be interested or yeah. be like that because it means it's his writing is what I like about that person. So we'll get to that. Well, it's good. Later. It's good to. Uh, to expand yes know, because i i have said before that i started off as really being a dc reader like i read dc um and a few select things that i had immediate interest in like you said robocop yeah. or something um and then came the okay i i can't i've read all of it i can't do any more of it so okay i'm gonna start reading marvel yeah and i love spider-man and spreading out and then and then going out of the horror stuff yeah. that i normally wouldn't have touched and now I can't stop reading all of the horror. I'm, I'm and I have it on my list. So there's, I mean, obviously I have X amount of dollars to spend. Yeah, I'm so a new comic book day kind of person. I like individual issues. It's one of those things I like about us on this podcast episodes. Like this is a year trade guy. I'm an individual issue guy. Yep. Even to the point where I'm like, oh, why did you have to get me in Department of Truth? And now I'm trying to find all, like I was trying to find all the you get, you get all the issues. Yeah. Uh, and so the same thing with Firepower that came out. I was like, 
I want this, and then they end up having to find all the issues instead of waiting for time to trade. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I'm a big individual issue kind of guy. And so um, I have a list, though. Like, there's definitely things, things that at some point I'm going to be like, okay, I know three weeks from now there's only 10 new comic books coming out. Yep. I'm going to pick up something's killing the children. And, and just go through. And go through. And at least own it and see one day I'll read it. Yep. I just haven't got there yet. And I was Colton's asking, "What do you have? You have you read Firepower yet? I, I want to hear. I want to hear what you thought about Firepower." Yeah, I'm like, dude, I, I read one issue of like three different comic books last night. Couldn't figure out which one I wanted to continue on reading the second issue yet. Mm-hmm. And I just and it, it, and, and I think the individual issue thing to me leads back to when I couldn't read very well. Yeah. And then I started reading books. The books that actually got me into reading books. Uh, was a Ghost Hunters. You know, remember, remember the show Ghost Hunters on Sci-Fi? Okay, yeah. It was yep. a show. It was basically a book that had episodes that didn't make it to air. Okay. In it, so they would explain and, and Go through the know, novelize the whole thing. Yeah. But it would end. Like a chapter was yeah, the beginning you, you and ending. Yeah, you had that final. And so to me, it was like, I can conquer something. So to me, the yeah, individual issue thing, sense. and obviously graphic novels are five issues so it's like yeah five or more yeah. it's not like it's a tree paperback is not no, 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 <laughs> not like a daunting exercise no, of reading um, but the idea that I could read an issue and be like okay at the end of the night if I'm reading on my iPad um, you know if I have a digital if I have Marvel Unlimited open I'm just trying to read yep. Amazing Fantasy 15 because I can't own that yeah, there's no way and I'm just and like, even if you I know, own it you're not going to read it when I get I to the end of it I, I'm done I conquered something yep. and that's probably why my individual issue thing over I mean, I think that I even when I like, because I own all of the, I own a bunch of Walking Dead, but I during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I told you I may have not, may or may not have somehow gotten, gotten the digital copies, of uh, digital copies <laughs> online, and I there was an option to download the trade paperback or compendium, yeah, and there was an option to download 193 issues individual issues and i still downloaded it it was like the weirdest thing i was like that why is, i'm like it's a dig- weird there's no physical copy of it but again i think it's, i think but it's the check it. off the box that right. issue one's red issue two is right. red you go through and, and that's what it is it. but yeah so something killing yeah. the children is on that list yeah and some dc character books are on that list, on that list and yeah. i don't think i'll ever buy them right which is okay with me yeah. i don't like it just i think marvel's where my love is and i think when we think we talk about you own a comic book shop if you collect the things you want to collect yep do Absolutely. not buy. Don't come in here and buy a spec book because you think you want to make some money off of it. If you if you don't buy what you want, when the value of that comic book doesn't stick, yeah, now you're stuck with something you don't want. And yep. so that's the same thing I feel like with DC. If I don't like reading it or don't want it, why am I going to? Why you going to own it? Yeah, and and I have that. And I talk with spec guys. We have spec guys that come through, and it's like, oh, I mean, that's great. That's what you want to do. Whatever. Um, but it's different to talk to somebody who's passionate, who reads it, loves it, um, than it is to talk to the guys that are talking about the value and the potential and you know, this and that, um, you know, different people. But I, I absolutely would much rather sit and chat with somebody who really loves right. this because I love this. It's mm-hmm. why I open this mm-hmm. is to share that collecting aspect, that enjoyment of it. Um, so, yeah. And so I, so I, I don't um, – you bagging board a lot, uh, a lot of books recently. Oh, yeah, like, um, uh, no, we're not going to go in there. This is not uh, a therapy so session painful. for Paul. Not so therapy painful. session. Um, is that the, the the one of the cool things about Paul's shop is the bags and boards. You buy a new comic book, it's bagged and boarded. It yep. comes. With, it's part of his uh, uh, his thing, and which is great because it's like you don't. Have, I didn't have to go home and do it. Right. And um, I would say a good portion of the comic books I buy that are like collectible to me, like full physical. Co- I've never had mm-hmm. that bag and board. Right. Like you bagged and board. You could have given me a bag and board that had the entire comic book missing three pages. <laughs> you would never. And know I would that. never know. Okay. Which is which is yeah. you know when Paul doesn't do that, but like no. it's. Some of those are like that, and sometimes I ask you, and I'm like, "Hey, man, 
X comic books coming out, I really want two issues. Or I want yep. the Scotty Yin gun cover yep. and the regular cover. And a lot of times people were like, my wife would be like, why are you buying both? Because I want to read one yeah. and I want to hold on well, to Well, I mean, I have hundreds of Scotty Young yes. in my collection that have never been opened. No. Never going to get opened. No, but like... I bagged in boredom or, or my wife bagged in no. boredom or Jess bagged in boredom and then that's it. They never gonna and, get, and trades never don't usually go in value. Like trade is a... Is a, is some, a there's some sometimes, go, but it's a rare case. Yeah. But like you're, something you're, goes out of trades to read. Something like that. Yeah, that's trade you got trades to read. read and so maybe that's one of those things in the future. I buy single issues yeah. to hold and collect and the other one I buy in a trade and read. And fun, read it. Yep. And I can pass the trade along to my kid. And he can and read it without getting his get grimy fingers on my uh, conflicts. On conflicts and potentially rip it. I mean, that's one of the things I like about trades, too, because I can share them. You know, if I lend it to a friend, it's it's okay, it's safe. You know, I'm not going to come up with a stack of comics and be like, okay, you have to carefully take these all out yes. of each individual bag and yes. board and put them back. Uh, you know, you borrow a trade 99% of the time. If it doesn't come back, I'll find it again. And it's, yeah, and it's, yeah, we buy use, you don't care at that yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I'm just buying the story. It's, it's, well, that's it's the thing. Is, too, you so. mean, talk about Colton again. Is Colton wanted something. Was it Avengers Disassembled or no? It was a House of M. House of M. And you yep. couldn't find it brand new. Yep. But we were like, I can get it used. And it's like you're not doing that. You're not. Where are you ordering a a comic book on Diamond to get a, a, a back issue of a used comic book? Yeah, you're not. You're not gonna, you can get it with with trades and things like that, but you can't get it with. Yep. Um, with regular issues. So I will get into something spilled in the children. Yep. And I think it's this is like a third time on this show. At least probably. You brought it up. Because I'm such a you fan. You brought it up because yeah, uh, we did the top favorite. It was the first episode we did together. Our first yeah. poll list uh, yeah, episode we did together. Uh, the female, female characters. Character, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Erica Slaughter. So yep. it's like it is there. Um, and it's always been there. And same thing with different, Cal- different you know, the long Halloween and mm-hmm. things like that. So Those things that obviously uh, I... I really feel passionate about. Yeah. Can't help but recommend. And well, talk that's about the thing is, I are. probably will go into reading other DC books based on that. I wouldn't just right. be like randomly picking up a book. It's like, yeah, Paul said, read this book. I'm gonna read this book. Uh, yeah. I may not have a love for it like you do, but I, you know, who, who knows? I may be like one of those things. I'm like, dude, where this something, something killing the children hasn't been in my life for what reason? Right. And that, you know, wow. but I mean, because of you, I'm now obsessively searching for a Civil War box set so I can try to understand. Why you like the Civil War arc so much? When I read it and was like, meh. Well, I think and again, what was the thing we talked about? Uh, the, the, I listened to a podcast that said the reason why some people's favorite comic book characters or writers or artists are those things is because when they first picked up comic books and first picked up these things, that was the book that they first picked up. Yeah. Like, why is you know somebody's favorite writer, writer uh, Chris Claremont, right. and why is the X-Men, their favorite characters, is because when they were younger, someone gave them an X-Men comic yep, book issue, random issue in the middle of a series arc, they and they read it and they loved it, and now forever, yep. Chris Claremont's their favorite writer, and you know, you know and, and Wolverine's the their favorite Wolverine. character, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like that. It's part of I think the the why Marvel is my favorite thing is because the first thing I ever wrote was Marvel. It's great because you do get those stories. And sometimes it's funny to hear the characters that ninety nine percent of people would not say is their favorite character. Mm-hmm. But, you know, oh, if it's individual, you know, oh, I had this one issue, the first issue, and I had Morph was in it, you know what I mean? Yes. Or, or pick your, obs- you know, more obscure character that, that that character stuck with me forever because that was the first comic book I ever read. And that's probably, and that's the reason why I said that is because I think that's what happened with, with the Civil War arc, which was when I drifted from comic books, what pulled mm. me back into comic books was a Civil War arc. Yep. And so why I might love it so much is because it was written in that time that right. I was like, I love comic books, and that one made me realize that Marvel has all, is all connected. 
Yeah. Like before, Marvel to me wasn't connected, and that's what it, made that me showed feel up like, world. Yeah, connected. Yeah, that's understandable. And so that's you know so. Um, yeah. I got uh, for the longest time I thought his name was Sewell. Okay. It's just Soul. Soul. But it's Charles Soul. Yeah. Uh, I my wife introduced me to him honestly because he's an actual he's an uh, author as yep. well. Uh, what Stanley used to call a, a real author. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, because uh, he writes actual books, The Oracle, a couple other books. I haven't got a chance to read any of those yet, but my sure. wife has recommended them to me, and she I think she's bought them to me on digital, so I can like actually read the books. Eventually, get around uh, to it, yeah. but uh, he did. He's in. He's doing the current Star Wars run. Yep. Uh, he's doing. He did some Star Wars. Uh, a Star Wars uh, High Republic book. Yep. So not just the, the, no, not the comic the books, comics, are, but, the but he actually did a book that goes around with the High book. Republic. Uh, but he's doing Undiscovered Country. He did some Death of Wolverine stuff in a Lando series a number of years ago, back in 2015 when the new Star Wars got released. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah, it was actually a Scotty Young variant from that. Yes, there is. I happen to own both covers. I guess. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about his writing. Again, same thing. It's just one of those things I want to pick up the next issue. And he can write. I just listed off Star Wars, Undiscovered Country. If anybody hasn't read that yet, it's a post-apocalyptic American story so, with some sci-fi in it and stuff like that. I'd say a lot of sci-fi. You know, you, you really enjoy that series quite a bit. I do enjoy It's funny. I have drifted tiny bit from it. It's I, gone from being first two or three issues being like, this is unbelievable. Writing's still great. I think the writing's still great. It's become to the point where it's like, I don't really, like, you don't remember you're in the United States of America anymore. Okay. Like, it's, it's gotten so sci-fi-ish. So that I, it's hard to believe now, if that makes any sense. So I was very, very interested in that series. And uh, as I'm reading it, I, I get to a page where the sci-fi really starts. Yep. And I think you know exactly what page I'm yep. probably talking about. And I was done. Yep. I could not go any further. I, I went, I, I, I kept reading, kind of forcing myself, in, and I put it down. And I still have the trade I haven't gone back to. You was, yeah. I couldn't, I don't know. It, it just, it lost me. Um but part of me is but like probably because I read this far. Love it. Because I read this far and I like the mm-hmm. author. Yeah. Then I'm thinking maybe it'll be safe. It'll get you back in. It'll get sure. me back in. And sure. I guess it, it, my wife's the same way. She's like she, she loved the author. She's like I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And so I bought issue one here and mm-hmm. she read it and I own all of like I own like the five different variants from the first one. I, I love this series and again it drifted a little bit. And same thing happened with me with Post Americana. Mm-hmm. Again, first issue, second issue were like. Post Americana, post apocalyptic America. Came out, it was very big. And again, we're now whatever number of issues in. I think five or six. There's like yeah, seven. Six, something like that. Yeah, yeah seven yeah. issues and seventh issue. And I'm like, gosh, now they went. Like, and I guess it's probably me looking for another Walking Dead. Well, I mean, I guess I can see that with you. Yeah, that I mean, like, looking that makes sense. for no, that your, next like your love of Walking Dead, post apocalyptic, and that's where we are. Sure. Living in a post-apocalyptic world, and we're trying to live in that world. Now it's like they went to that point, and now they're like aliens. So not aliens, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Charles, he has the ability to do Star Wars outer space, mm. kind of level down, Wolverine, yep. Lando. Like, he has this ability. He writes books about post-apocalyptic stuff. So I will say I, I enjoy his Wolverine series. I've read that one. And good. so I think he, and he's got a future. I think he does. He's done Hulk stuff before, too. Like, I didn't write that down, but, like, he's done Incredible Hulk uh, issues. He's, you know, that was one of the weird things. And Taylor said it, and I was, like, looking on uh, Marvel Unlimited, and they searched for, you search for artists or mm-hmm. authors on there. Sure. And I was like, oh, my God, he did this. He did this. I was like, it was the coolest thing. And he didn't do, a, like, big runs. Right. But he did small issues. Little individual yes. pieces. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of those cool things I talked to you about, a key comic, key comic collector. They did a lot of that stuff now too. Where who 
where they wrote their first Marvel yeah. or whatever DC work. Yeah, it's in work. their first book. Um, and you would be surprised <laughs> with a lot of artists or authors out there where their first yeah, where they popped was. up first. Yeah, yeah. It's like but you was, wonder, did they did they get that? Was, was it something that the gig was like just happened to land in their lap, or did they uh, search it out, or was it something they really felt passionate about? Or yeah, were they like, hey, I'll give you this little. We, the writer dropped off this book. Rate this book. If you do well, we'll give you another series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Charles Soul is uh is right. my one of my favorite writers um, now out there, uh, and again it might be that more current thing that a lot of these artists are writing current books that are on the shelves that I like to read, and I think the new Star Wars run has been great. I think it took me a second to get past the fact that what Adam would want me to do is get past the Skywalker like thing, but like <laughs> yeah. But then I got back into it with something like this, which is like filling in spots and stuff like that. Like, like I, that's just something I love about Star Wars comics. I I tell people is. As long as you have, like, I, I'm not the biggest Star yeah. Wars fan out there. I, I enjoy Star Wars. Um, I watched it as a kid. It's part of my childhood mm-hmm. thing. Um, but as long as you have some knowledge of it, these comics fill yeah. in all these gaps. And you didn't realize how many gaps were there yeah. until these these creators were managed to uh, really work hard to, you know, I'm sure, because eventually stuff starts getting filled yes. in. And you have to stay in a timeline. And they managed to find spots to put these great stories in of what happened in between. Because, I mean, most and movies... It's, it's cool, yeah. Most movies don't go, the movie ended, and the next movie is, like, the end of the last movie. Now yeah, the yeah. The, there's a few that are, like, close to that on these on the Star Wars movies, but they're, like... There's always... There's gaps. There's, there's a gap. That's from, but it, as you watch the movies originally, you don't really notice or care, I don't think. No. You, you, your mind fills in and that, you're fine okay, with it. You're like, okay, yeah, you're great. people live but, life. You're only getting a documentarian version visual of this person's yeah. life and so what what charles has been able to do and other uh, star wars authors have been able to do is fill those gaps in and not deviate or pull from the story from the Absolutely. movies uh, and then there's the new high, the high republic which is not charles but like then they be able to tell a story outside of the the, the skywalker right. trilogy or the trilogy it's, uh, what's it called skywalker saga so yeah go saga there you go um that Pulled me in again to significance, not Charles. Sure. I was just saying, like there is able to be able to, the, the, you have the fame framework, but you move around it. Yep. So, so Charles uh, Soul, not Sewell. Don't know the E at the end of it. Yeah, that, that would throw, throw me, me off. off too. Yeah, so it's like a Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. Um, all right, so my uh, next writer, which was a uh, an easy one for me, uh, was I think it's there. Was uh, I label out. Oh, label out. No, it can't. Yours is not able to do it. Mine is. Oh, yeah, I can't. I, <laughs> that's Colton. Not happen. Colton, come on, man. Quality control, buddy. Man, he's got his name dropped quite a bit in this one. He likes it, I think. Yeah, I yeah. I think tomorrow is, or nice. not tomorrow, actually. I say tomorrow. Tomorrow, as in tomorrow from when this episode drops, yeah. which is next week, but well, not next week, but you know what I mean. Right, right. Um, and uh, he'll say something to me, probably. Mm. Um, sure right. guest star. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great guest star with Colton in here. We so, have to do every single list we've done so far. We're just going to sit there and listen to his lists. And, and then, so every list we've done, top female, top artist, all, all those all those story arcs, he has to bring all of those top tens to the table. be a long one. He's going to have a lot of homework. So uh, my next writer is Jeff Loeb. Okay, yep. Um, I, I've talked about Long Halloween. Yep. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I absolutely love it. But Long Halloween, uh, it, which is a... A miniseries in and of itself, to a degree, there's uh, in trade format three trades because uh, you can get into like Dark Victory after mm-hmm. it. There, it keeps not necessarily going, but it's kind of same universe based. 
uh, it keeps going. I, I absolutely love it. Spider-Man Blue I've talked about yep. before, uh, and Daredevil Yellow uh, that really, really impacted me. Um, I would say any any Marvel fan, anyone that wants to try um, getting into something that's comic-related that may not... You don't have to have a deep, deep knowledge mm-hmm. to the character. You don't have to worry about what happened in the story arc before the story arc is coming, any of the rest of it. Uh, Spider-Man Blue is an amazing read. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot of feeling to it, a lot of depth to it. Um, I, I just, I love Jeff's work. I will say the more of the color sequence stories that I've read, uh, Grey Hulk, I kind of lost mm-hmm. on a little bit of it. And I actually haven't, I, I picked up Captain America White and I read the first issue and I haven't gone back to it. I have the trade that I will get to eventually, but I have, much as you said, with a few writers, yeah. I've kind of fallen a little yes. bit. Um, I have Captain America White, but I think it's the only one I have is because when I sign up, whenever that came out, was like, oh, quite a while ago, almost eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, yeah, something like that. Least, yeah, I remember and it was uh, in 2015, I, yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there. Somewhere yeah. there. Uh, I got because that's when I think I signed up for the year premium package for Marvel Unlimited. Sure. And now it's when you sign up for the package, they give you like an action figure and a comic book. Yep. And I got the Marvel Unlimited variant oh, that's of cool. Captain America White. Yep. That's the only one I have. That's the only one I've actually like flipped through. Nice. I actually haven't read it either. But like, Do you have the Scotty Young cover? Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't oh. know. I'm getting to the point now where I don't remember. Like I have, I got, it. I I have it. I have it yeah, on here. I got hit in the head a lot. So, I mean, there's a... I, I, I generally still know all my Scotties, but it's a tough one. Well, I mean, Dude, there's some that I like add to the cart because I know you, you all. So I buy all my comic books here. <laughs> let's, you know, let's, let's just make a point here: is when I buy a new comic book, 99.9% of the time I buy it here, unless Paul sells out and he can't get it. Right, for some reason. It's fine. Or um, Scotty Young. Like it's it's hard because if a Scotty Young comes in that we both don't have, you're gonna get it, which I don't have a problem with. Right, I appreciate. So I do that. buy online <laughs> some comic books, and sometimes I'll add them to the cart on like Midtown Comics or whatever, yeah. and I'll go. Awesome, and then I'll be like, before I hit submit, <laughs> is there and any- I'll go and like yeah. three of them, I'll be like, I already have this. Yeah, book. I'm just like, um, but I don't know if I have. What is it? Uh, while we're so yeah, he has a him. he has a little uh, his little cap coming at you. That's his own his own take on I it. Don't well, it was funny because we talked about having them, and uh, I assumed that I had the Galactus cover that I have tattooed in my arm. Yes. I assumed I had it because it was such an impactful piece of art to me when I saw it, and it wasn't until I was like, oh my god. How am I forgetting Galactus? I gotta have a tattoo of Galactus done. Oh yeah. And then I went through and looked. I'm like, I don't even own it. <laughs> and I had to track down a copy, which was much harder than I thought it was gonna be. It's like eight bucks on eBay. Oh, see, there you go. Um, that I, I have that I one too. I love that. Yeah, that's that's another tattoo. That sorry, Jay. Uh, I'm Cap is gonna have to work his way on here somewhere. Um, but anyway, yeah, going back to Jeff Loeb. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoy his writing. I feel like there's a lot of depth to it that you may not get necessarily in comics. Um, if you want some uh, feeling, uh, some drama more to yep. it, maybe, uh, I feel like Jeff's writing really captures a lot of that. Uh, he did a Hulk run that I was really excited for that I, I'm i going to get back yep. to. I've enjoyed pieces of. I didn't love. But he has to go on my list, if nothing else, purely for Long Halloween in my absolute love of that book. And that's a hard thing when I was thinking about it. It's like if you fall so far in love with a specific series and right. like everything else they've done has been like, eh. Yeah. Do they, are they one of your favorite writers? And I I think they are. I don't think it matters if they have anything else. Right. You could have come to the table right now and been like, I like Long Halloween. 
<laughs> and I'm done. That's it. Like, that's it. They, okay, they need to be one of your favorite writers of all time because if you think about it, I know people out there who have written like one or two novels. Yeah. And it's someone's favorite author. It's like all yeah. they've written is two books. Right. They don't have to be Stephen King to be your favorite author because they've written hundreds of books. Right. They can write one or two books and be amazing at it. It's, it doesn't it's have to be. Author. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's the same thing and, with some people like Chris uh, Chris Carter, who created the X Files. Okay, yeah. And the X Files are one of my favorite TV shows of all time. That's basically all he's ever done. Right. He's been like executive producers on some things. He's done other things, obviously. Sure. But nothing that's been like a home run Vintage like, like X Files have been. Sure. So, like, could he be one of my very favorite TV show creators? Yeah. He created one nine season or whatever it is now, technically 11 or 12 seasons because of the reboot. But, like, yeah. show. Still can be one of my favorite TV creators. I think when like I if you came and said Jeff Loeb is one of your favorite writers because of Marvel, you, you don't have to care. I don't. You have to think, defend yourself, right? I think what got me was following him into Marvel yes. and that depth. Um, and I think it was Steve Yicka had written uh, about how he made the effect and feel into Gwen Stacy's death, uh, and how much like feeling got poured under the yep. work that wasn't in the original writing when it was simply oh we killed the character. And that is like amazing to me to think that someone who wrote this and created this can be impressed by someone else's yep. you know rendition of it. So uh, I don't know. Jeff Loeb was was a no brainer for me to go on my list. Um, awesome. I'll, again, I'm gonna read Long Halloween at some point too. Won't go into the how many times I've heard Long Halloween. <laughs> it's just, it's 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 one of those books that I think that I will read. I just don't know it's, when. It's an easy just, quick recommendation. That's the thing about being a comic book fan. It's like there's just too much shit to read oh there's so much and and by the way as i have uh, started reading omnibus now um poor life choice in the fact that in the average omnibus is close to a thousand yeah. over a thousand pages you know you've really committed to one single <laughs> book to read um which i i'm reading annihilation currently i yeah. absolutely love it yeah. but oh my yeah. god that's a lot of reading yes it's you're a, absolutely right about it's, that it's, 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 it's the number of books that i'm trying to read and there's definitely books where i've just been like you know, Marvel books where I'm just like, okay, that's cool. I love it. Can't wait to read it. Gonna wait until I have, until they cancel get, the series get or the, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's other ones. Again, it's probably the writers. If, if, if I was still, you know, if, you know, um, Strange Academy, I'm up. Right. Every issue comes out, I want to read it, it because it's right. in Undiscovered Country. Every issue comes out, I read it because of the artist, the author that's behind it. Yep. Uh, it. So, number, the, the number three, the, the third person on my list that I have picked. For this list because of and it got this podcast that I've been listening to has convinced me basically that he's on my list and that's Al Ewing and yep. and that's current stuff I can, I can like that, yeah. again you came to the table with just Jeff Lowe being on if I came to the table right now and just said Immortal Hulk <laughs> and like <we're> done, done. <laughs> mic drop see you yeah. later that is literally in the past two years have been one of the best comic books that I've read in my life. It is. It, it, it is. It, it, we're, we're getting up close to 49 just came out. Yeah. 50s coming up. And then the done. bam, done. done. Um, which is pretty cool. I would love to see an Immortal Hulk movie. I think that would be very well and easily done if they... If they or a TV show. If they work with it well. Disney Plus or whatever it might be. Uh, and I think Al Ewing would have to be on set. Oh, God, whether it's executive producer... Help writing the script, or whatever it may be. There's something about his writing that 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 he, he brought the horror back to Hulk. Yes, he, and, he brought and, the and horror it's, back it's, to Hulk. You want it, You feel for Hulk. Mm-hmm. You also hate Hulk. Mm-hmm. You 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 have these emotions <laughs> that you don't know what's going on. Like, and there's times where I've actually gotten like, I'm just gonna pick a random issue, but it's not their issue. Like issue 26, I get, and I, I think I read it three times. Wow. Not because yeah. I had to read it, because I had to read it three times. It was a Fight Club esque. 
it was the idea that you didn't get everything right. on the first pass through. Yeah. I like read it. Okay, cool. I read it again to see some of the art that goes with it. Then I read it again to understand what was going on, and I'm like, okay, finally I understand this comic book. Not because it was badly written, it's because it was just so much going so on deep. in it. Um, that that that's just amazing. This is the first this is the first time I ever read one that I felt really bad for Bruce Banner. Yes, like wow, like it puts a concept of his life. It really mm-hmm. drives you home of what his life is living with the Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're essentially they're two different people sharing the same body. And yes. imagine what that's like to live with. You and, know, it's it's you painful. Know, it's miserable. And you know, in um the Avenger. I'm a big MCU fan. I'm drop my on this. One of the Avengers films. Was it Avengers? That he says he swallowed the bullets. Like he tried to kill himself. Yeah. It, this is what um, the entire Mortal Hulk basically yes. is. The fact that he can't the die. First, the first Avenger. Yes. Movie, he can't die. Actually, like yeah. Hulk is like, if he, he dies during the day, because this is the yeah. idea is that yeah. more the Jekyll and Hyde than more the werewolf. Yeah, it goes back to the original of, Hulk. Yes. The original Hulk was a, a Jekyll and Hyde yes. sort of a, but, but a you know, monster in the night story. Yes. You know, at night, in the original, he only came out at night. Yes. And uh, it gives you that idea of this. Once he falls asleep, once, he, once the night comes, basically, yeah. the Hulk was like, you're not going anywhere. And if he shot himself in the head, he spit the bullets out yep. and he became alive. Doesn't do you any good. Uh, but not only is he writing that, he's also writing the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy right now, which is amazing. Yep. And so, like, he, he's killing that. He did the Empire series. Um, he's done Valkyrie Jane Foster, which I thought was a pretty cool take on, on the Valkyrie um, aspect of it, and he's just now moving over after finishing Immortal Hulk number fifty to, to write Venom. Yep. And so I, I think that'll be exciting. That'll be an interesting uh, take. Uh, in in Dan Slott, who's yeah. currently doing Venom, is going to swap with him and go to mm-hmm. Hulk. And I, I'm excited about both. I all mean, the all the stuff. Great. I think it's cool, Fantastic. and I think it's one of those things. I actually like the idea of Marvel doing that in the future. Like this person's been good on this comic book. We're going to do X amount of issues with this person. Yeah. Let's move him over to a title that. He's doing great, but not maybe doing as well as the other one, mm. and see if that person can bring that yeah. that love to it. And what's going to happen is he's going to bring the same exact style. Yeah, it's going to Venom. Can follow in, Venom. In, but, and, but and it's funny because Venom and Hulk are very much the same Correct. character. The fact they're two completely different beings yeah. sharing one same, body, yeah. one space, um, and it will be. I think that would be an easy transition. Mm. And I would love. To, I mean, Venom. Anybody that knows Venom character, yeah. they, he's another very much a horror character. I mean, he's a terrifying entity if you run into this. This is not something you want to run into on the street, especially if you're a criminal. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he kills. He doesn't feel bad about it at all. And how many times he threatened to eat someone's spleen? I mean... So I'm just excited to see that. And, and uh, you know, and, and what I will add to the whole aspect of Immortal Hulk, which I love so much, is that the cover's been, been doing been done by Alex Ross. So you add on that. Yeah, there's some amazing covers. And, and some really great homage covers, yes. throwbacks, uh, a lot of great stuff. But then, and I don't think the, the book was expected to take off as, as much as it was supposed to. I don't think so either. I think that was, and I don't, and of course, I don't know who knows, but it seemed like that was originally being written as a potential kind of one shot. Yeah. Done miniseries almost, and instead it's. Well, I honestly think issue two, in the speculation market, yeah, helped. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and then sales that. started going up, and people wanting it, and some of that. But but then people really started reading it. Yeah, and that was where it came. Is like people bought it, and then they started reading it. And they're like, oh, it's not just the first appearance of Doctor Fry. It is, it is a good comp. I got synced. Uh, I got completely hook line synced over the first issue. Mm-hmm. Very issue one just got me. I can't believe that. I but I blinked and it was from issue one to issue fifty. But they also were, were coming out faster than a lot of other comic books. Um, yeah, issue, uh, Mortal Hulk. It's not, it was a lot like Spider Man. Yeah, like in two, the aspect of it was two per month two instead per of month, one per yeah. month. So, um, but I still can't imagine that. So he wrote 
two Ormortal Hulks a month and is hitting a Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy a month. And he wrote the Spider uh, Empire yeah, series. Which Empire was a very large... And so my, my, my yeah. idea... Like, and he's actually what I would say when we talked about earlier about architects. Yep. I think he would be... The, he's a future architect for Marvel. He builds, yeah, he builds yeah. the world, the whole stories. He just, he's the Jonathan, he, Jonathan Hickman. Yep. And him. I think I found and, somebody that works more than I do Marvel. And so, so neither one of us have Jonathan Hickman in our, our thing. Nope. I honestly think I'm Jonathan... I'm surprised that you don't. I, I like Jonathan Hickman. I love his X-Men stuff. But I also feel like he is the executive producer more than he is the writer that, yeah. that okay. also think that I read comic books for pictures and word bubbles mm. and Jonathan Heckman has way too many pages explaining stuff that weren't drawn. Yeah. There's a lot that. more like if you yep. don't, because there's times where I've read like when I first started reading the new X-Men mm-hmm. series that he came out with when he, when they killed everything and they yep, he did the Hawks and Pox. Yeah. And yep. so, um, which I didn't know is, you know, it's powers of X. What was it Powers of X? What was House, it House of X and Powers? House of X and Powers, Powers of Ten. Powers of Ten, yeah. I didn't know. I was like Powers of X. I'm like that's so freaking confusing. They're X Men. Yeah. You're Powers of Ten. Yeah. But um, when I started reading that, I got really confused on a lot of the stuff. It's because it wasn't. I was honestly being lazy and skipping over the pages that had. Oh, that's poor choice. It is. It was. Yeah. But it was like to me, I was like, that's no, that's. No, I want if I want to read a book, I'll read a book. Go read a book. Right? And so like that's part of the reason why I don't like Jonathan Hickman as a writer. I think he's a great architect. Like yeah. you can create worlds. To, to build things around, let other writers write the he, actual story. He has a um, he's a very large, yes, story that sometimes you have to get through all of it to go back and see where a lot yes. of it made sense. Um, I think Grant Morrison writes a lot of yes. that. Uh, you can read Grant Morrison, and I, I being a Batman guy, I've read almost every major Batman yep. story arc, and reading Grant Morrison stuff, I'm like, what the hell am I even looking at mm-hmm. half the time? And by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, okay. But you almost have to read it a second time so you can see and appreciate what was going on in it. Because mm-hmm. while you're reading it, you're like, what is, what am I looking at? What is happening? None of this seems to be coherent. Um, but he's, and Hickman, I feel Hickman can be that way a lot so it's, in his writing. It, it's great when you get done with it. It's yeah. amazing. And some people, I'm sure, he's a really appreciate that, that story um, of having, because it's a deeper level yeah. of it. It's not just in your face. It's yeah. not just capes and punches. It's a very deep, and when you get to the end of the story, you go, aha, but not everybody appreciates that. Right. And so it's it's him. I think the three architects that I could see happening, two of them are guaranteed right now for Marvel for the future. Mm. And one of them is that one coming up, which he's been a writer for a little while, but now is Al Ewing, yep. uh, Jonathan Hickman, and yep. Donny Cates. Yeah. Those three people. Like Donny Cates is also one of my honorable mentions. I think he's great. I think he's yep. got a little bit of work to do. Um, me judging a comic book artist or author that I don't do, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It's for like me, watching the Olympics and being like, "Yeah, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I could have landed." That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, me personally, I think that he has some great writing. His Venom, his work on Venom recently was great. Um, God's Country was great. Yep. Um, and so he does do some great. He has some great books. And he's a great writer. Yeah. I think he could be the future yep. of an architect. So if Marvel just put their money behind Al Ewing, Jonathan Hickman, and Donny uh, Cates for architects again. The only person that I that they're writing, writing a lot yeah. is Al Ewing. But. Um, I would say honorable mentions, I'd have to say Dan Slott is, would be yes, honorable mentions. Honestly, his his yeah. uh, Spider-Verse work is something I, I absolutely love. Um, and I've gone back and I'm actually reading some more of his Spider-Man stuff right now. It's just, it's incredible. I have three um, more honorable mentions that I was mentioned at the end, or they might come up. Yeah. It's funny well, how two, just of, kinda, two of my we'll honorable mentions have actually come up in the actual conversation, which ah, is great. See, oh, well, that was Dan Slott, so... Uh, so my my last one is the one that we both have on the same list. Yes, is uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who I think we've already talked about in previous podcasts of how much we mm-hmm. absolutely love his work. Um, his Guardians of the Galaxy to me 
is some of the most fun superhero reading you can have. I I just completely love his work. Um, it's always I don't even know how to describe. It's always how I want superheroes to be. Yes. It's it's enjoyable. It's exciting. It's action packed. There's stuff going on everywhere, so that it's not kind of only the punch in the face and we move on type story. There's always extras. Um, he he's gone through some X Men stuff. His uh, Ultimate series is amazing. It's just he's a very all around enjoyable reader mm-hmm. to get a a lot of different things happening. Yes. Simple. Yeah. I honestly it simply goes down to I open the book, read the first bubble. Yep. And I blink and I'm at the last bubble. Yeah. And it it simply goes down to his books are in depth, have a lot of meat to them, but are easy to read. Very. And so yep. like that to me is like I said, that's one of the reasons why I think that Jonathan Hickman has that problem with me is it's like it's a lot more going on. There is. He gets, John, Jonathan Hickman can almost be a fantasy writer where you build an yes. entire world to get to the point. But point, Bendis versus Bendis point is of, like, here's stuff. Point A, point B. Watch it and enjoy. Here good. it is. I mean, House of M. Again, oh, we talked about that. Yep. Secret Invasion, we talked about that. They're on our, they were on my top favorite story arcs. Yep. Um, Siege, work. again. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, it goes I back to Siege. a lot of these, these story arc things again that when we talk about uh, architects for 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 comic book creator for uh, publishers, I think DC's got an architect there. Whereas Bendis mm-hmm. is one of the architects over at DC. Yep. And so uh, and then Powers was great. Some of his own personal, yeah, independently his own work, stuff yeah, is, is great too. So um, Bendis is just a name that's synonymous with with comic books nowadays. Yeah, uh, it much. makes me sad, honestly, as a Marvel fan, that he's not exactly. writing the characters that I love. I, I can see why. Yeah. Marvel needed to revamp. I have a... I think it's refreshing. It's good, but... Prediction feeling mm. that within by, by 2025, he's back. I can see that. Inside of it. I can see that. And that's only because he might also get tired writing Superman. Yeah. He might get tired sure. of writing this stuff over at DC and be like, I want to touch Miles Morales again. I want, I want to say that for what I know from the outside perspective... Yes. DC can be very difficult to work Correct. for currently. So uh, maybe back simply because I don't want to deal with red tape. Yes. And that's what I gather DC has a lot of right so. now. Just is what it is. Well, I mean, honestly, we, I, I could go on and on and on about Brian Michael Bendis. It's simple to go and you look at a lot of the top series, uh, story arcs and books that came out from, what, 99 to 2015, 16, whenever he was gone. Yeah. He's touched. Yeah, and that's the thing, and he does so much at once. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable yeah, how much project, how many projects he has going on. And, and, just, and TV, I and mean, it, he does. Yes. he's even involved in the MCU yeah. stuff. And so he he basically I said was. he said uh, I listened to a podcast recently on uh, the sketch podcast called uh, Off Panel. Um, he doesn't do just one project at a time because of the fact that he wants to wake up, and if he doesn't feel that project, he moves. He does the other one. I mean, and that's a great because thing because that you makes can, you good at what yeah, you're doing. Absolutely. And so there, you're there's... you're bringing your best to that piece today. Yeah. And so we'll finish up here. We actually only did four. We'll do one last one first before yeah, we go I've got one spare. So I have got one that actually probably is one A, one B with 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 uh, with Brian Michael Bendis, and it goes back to that one thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's this 
A B, uh, you know, again, one A, one B part of his thing. Yeah. He makes everything he touches. I really like. I know. Um, but there's this one project, and it's The Walking Dead. It's Robert yep. Kirkman, and so Robert Kirkman, I think, again, it's the exact same thing that Brian Michael Bendis is that when I pick up an issue of Walking Dead that I've read ten times each issue, mm-hmm. I can pick up issue fifteen and read, and all of a sudden I know I'm, I'm on issue twenty-seven. And nope. how I got there, I, I, I blink and I'm like, oh my God, it's two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and I'm still reading The Walking Dead and I've already read it. And now, are I've you reading it TV again show. now in color? Are you reading the colors? So here's the issue I had with that is that I got, so because it was it's coming out every two weeks. Yep. And so originally I was like, oh, that's what I'll do. I'll read it every two weeks. It'll be yep. great. So, and so, forth. so I did that for the first, we're on issue, what, issue 20 just came out of yeah. Walking Dead Deluxe. Yep. I got to the point where I read Every two weeks, and then I got what issue three or four, and I was like, "Screw this! I need to read more." And I just started reading the old issues again. <laughs> and so what I do now is the Walking Dead Deluxe is I'll get it and I'll slowly and easily with cover A, yeah, give it a little a look glance. Back. Yeah, look. What see, is this, See what the color. What is. does the world look like in color? And then right. at the very back of Walking Dead Deluxe right now, they do a Robert Kirkman has some of his original storylines and his yeah. plots and his character names and all that kind of cool. Yeah. That's a nice little stuff. throw in for, in it, for and, someone to pick and, up a book correct. they already have read. And then I just I keep going back to that. If I get to the point where I get it bed at night and I've got a couple of comic books digitally or you know un- unlimited and, I, and I'm laying in bed trying to fall asleep, there's sometimes I'll pick up a book and I'll go to the unlimited and I'll be like, you know what? There's an old Thanos series I want to read. And I'll get three pages in and I'm like, ah, screw this. <laughs> I love some of the old Thanos stuff. And I'll, and I'll, which is, um, you know, Thanos. Oh, yeah. And then I'll go out and I'll go, oh, Kirkman. i got to read some Kirkman. That will make me read six issues. I'll go to bed. It'll be great. Um, and, and that's what it is. But, but it, and I've just, it was Walking Dead for the longest time. Yeah. And then I started reading recently Firepower, mm-hmm. which is great. And he gets, and I wasn't bringing this up earlier about how I was trying to write comic books. Yeah. And creating stories. He's getting a lot of shit right now saying it's basically Iron Fist. And so, but yeah. he's like, it's not. It's different. Right. And da 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 and all this other stuff. Right. But like, here's the deal. Invincible. Mm-hmm. Was an amazing, uh, and I've only read about five issues of the actual book. I heard the TV show is unreal. Yeah, I've heard so the TV I've show is very good. I haven't watched the TV show. show I laughed because he was uh, on an interview. I heard from him. He was like, "Hey, Mar- hi, uh, Amazon, we're gonna make this uh, comic book TV show. Are you cool? Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it." And he goes, "It's gonna be um, it's pretty, pretty pretty graphic. I mean, Invincible's pretty graphic. That's cool. We'll do it. It's gonna be animated. Okay, yeah, we'll, we can do that. It's gonna be an hour long. Yeah, sure, it's cool. We'll do that." And he's just like, he never had a roadblock at Amazon. They were just they like, were just like you Kirkman, you have done 11 seasons of The Walking Dead, and you've made how much money for AMC? Right? We'll give you the keys. Anything. Doesn't matter what you want. Um, and then he did uh, Marvel Zombies. Like, again, if you look back on it, with coming up with right now, um, the, the week that this actually comes out and drops is going to be the first episode of Mar- uh, what, if, what If, and yeah. there'll be some Marvel Zombies on there. And he was one yep. of the first writers of Marvel Zombies, so... Kirkman can do no wrong, in my opinion, and I think he's got a lot of plates. He's the CFO or CCO, CFO, if I remember correctly, of Image. Of Image, yes. and Hopefully so he's there, know, and yeah. he's he's one of the C's of Image. Yes, um, he's far higher in Image than you and I will ever be, ever be. And yeah. so he's obviously got some input on what Image does. If anyone, and, including the guy that works in the mailroom, listens to this podcast yes. at Image, yes. that's great for us. Yes, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, Did you know? But it's funny. The guy like, that took the trash out at Image Comics listened to our podcast. So Invincible is an Image comic, right? 
Um, Firepower is Image Comics. Obviously, yeah. everything's Image Comics. Yes, because he's not going to put anything else anywhere else. Unless he? he was absolutely asked to do Marvel Zombies. Marvel, yeah. 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 But sure. um, he got the job as CFO or COE yeah. or whatever yeah. it is because of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And it was a comic book that he thought he made in black and white. Yep. It's every other thing he ever tried to get made. He put a bunch of effort in and he got three issues. He printed three issues and it got canceled. And he said, well, you know what? If I make it black and white in the middle and in the inside, yep. at least if it's black and white and it's cheaper to make, maybe I'll get 10 issues. Maybe we'll keep going. And then it went 193 issues and he ended it on his own. Yep. And so I give him credit. I love his writing. It's I impressive. Love Kirkman. I, I would love to meet him. Out of all the people on the list, even Bendis, I'd probably like to meet Kirkman more than any of the other people. Um, um, and uh, I, I honestly, Scotty Young's my thought. Oh, Scotty Young, but yes. <laughs> I think Scotty Young goes in the artist thing. I think for, if I'm saying for writers, wise, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have a, a book signed by Brian Michael Bendis. I don't if have I'm, anything signed by Kirkman, and I, I want something writer, signed by Kirkman. I'd, on our list, I'd go Brian Michael Bendis. I have, list, actually, but, if you think about my, for the five people, yeah. I have a Brian Michael Bendis autograph. Very nice. I have a Charles Soule autograph. Mm-hmm. I have a Scotty Young autograph. No Al Ewings and no Robert Kirkman. The only uh, actually signed books I have of, of I think, is Scotty Young. I don't mm-hmm. think I have anyone else. Um, I, I, I have before bid on Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale yep. works, which, by the way, generally go for yes, ridiculous amounts. If you find something that's signed by both yeah. of them, um, and I don't think I've ever named one. So Iron Man 600, technically, but it was, was it 600 or was it? Uh, what's the one? It's Iron Man yeah, 1 yeah, 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 yeah. in 2000. I forget what it was. It was like Iron Man, like Legacy six hundred or yeah, seven hundred, yeah, or whatever it is. One of one of what eight hundred? Yeah, it was eight hundred. Brian Michael Bendis is one of his final issues yeah. he ever wrote for Marvel um, that I have signed yep, by, by nice. Brian Michael Bendis. I think I, actually, I think you brought that in one time. Yes, and yep. it's uh, it's a it's a love that book, and it's it's uh, you know, I, I but Scott Young, I've bought things. I have, and actually, CDC right now I have. Um, my Nova number one. Very nice. Getting ready to be slab. My first. I don't have a slab comic book. It's my first slab comic book. Back. And I sent it out myself, and it's being signed. And it's Very pretty nice. Cool. Very impressive. Uh, you have one more, and then we can finish it up. Yep. So uh, I had somehow skipped over my list here. Uh, Jeff Johns, who did a lot of DC work of rebirth stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, his his rebirth recreation, um, refreshing of characters of origins, maybe. Um, absolutely incredible. I love Jeff Johns. I. If you want to read DC, which you know we're we're trying to, I, I I'm not gonna to hate you on you. I will make we're fun of you, you and there. make jokes there. Um, DC's horrible, but other than that, <laughs> like you know, it's fine. And um, the only thing good at DC right now is Naomi, anyway. So oh boy, oh. this is such a, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> she's a Superman. This is only because of Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, and I and I personally. Would have to go with Superman socks. I collect issues of Batman beating Superman. <laughs> Anytime I have an issue with somewhere of Batman beating Superman's ass, that's going to be my personal collection. Um, but uh, Jeff Johns, uh, I particularly yes. love his uh, Green Lantern work. Anything from Rebirth all the way through Blackest Night that he wrote uh, is amazing. I it probably, once again, this has been discussed numerous times yes. by me on these podcasts, is uh, how much I love his writing, his work, um, the way he could take characters that were getting stale or misplaced mm-hmm. or lost or however you may want to say it, it, they just got too deeply wound into things. And he could say, okay, let's kind of clean the slate. Like Hickman had done with X-Men. Um, let's let's just get fresh slate, clean this off, and start fresh. And 
to bring a, a level of depth to it and interest in character, yes. fantastic. So mm-hmm. there you go. There's my, my Jeff Johns DC spiel, which I'm sure you will absolutely love. Boy, as a comic book store owner, I got to tell you, I am getting messaged a lot, so that's a good thing. About your books that are not in yet? Or? No, these are, you know, unfortunately, yeah, so no one knows, uh, listeners probably, that we had a horrible week this week with our shipping. Um, it was late and is still currently missing one of our uh, boxes that contains who knows what, but a lot. Because you love diamond distributors, right? Uh, okay. I, I Before, I had nothing bad to say about diamond. I would never slam them. I was doing great with them. Besides the occasional, like, wow, guys, you could have packaged this a little more carefully. Uh, this particular week, and this is the second time it's happened yeah. in the recent history, um, it, I'm ready to lose it. Like, yeah. Seriously, guys, you're killing me. Like, And I just made a rather large announcement that we won't get into on this yeah. about my life in the comic store. Um, but... You You're doing this me yeah, now, yeah, exactly. like now of all the times. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I don't know what we got. We got people after magic cards and all sorts of shenanigans. So, because it's collected comics and collectibles. Um, so I guess I'll just run quickly through uh, Declan Shalve, uh, who has been writing the Time Before Time series that just came out on Image, which is unbelievable. I've had a chance to read it. I know he, you and Colton both love it. I love it, and he's actually he's an artist. Mm. That is, he's a Scott Young. He's a, he's an artist who then also writes, but he's actually been writing more than he's been drawing. Very cool. And uh, which I really like. Time of Four Times great. He's done some Deadpool work. He's done some other work for Marvel. Uh, he likes writing his own stuff better than he does yeah. working for publishers like Marvel. Yeah. I'm thinking about Marvel, but just. Well, I mean, anytime you can have your your free creation rate. I mean, yeah. right. And then I don't think it's a good episode without naming the fact that the aggregate's a great comic book as well. Oh, um, we gotta mention and, Ben, and right? Ben Bishop on here. And honestly, we talked about it the other day. Is that uh, with with, with uh, I think it was Colton and I about how um, Kevin Eastman draws. Yes, I think his art is unique to Kevin Eastman. Is that is that's that, a very good way to put it? Yes, that's a very good way to put it. When you see a Kevin Eastman, you, you know it's Kevin Eastman. Eastman. See Scotty Young, you know it's Scotty yeah, Young. I think Scotty Youngs are good. There's a lot of people that don't like Scotty Youngs. Yes, work. They don't um, like the covers that you and I both passionately yes. collect and love. There's a lot of people that go, I don't really like this, um, but I like his writing. I think yep. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the whole idea behind it, the whole mm-hmm. history behind it. Mm-hmm. I think they they there's some storylines that have been coming or gone out with. The, the TMNT, IDW, World. Nickelodeon huh? crap. Um, <laughs> but I honestly think it brought me back into TMNT and brought me back into the idea that, T- that Kevin Eastman is an unbelievable writer is The Last Ronin. And so, oh, so I much. can't get past so the fact much. that Last Ronin is so good yep. and so well done that, uh, that Kevin Eastman has to be an honor, honorable mention. I think that. that's, a, that's yeah. a very fair, yes, absolutely. Fair. So, great. So we are, I talked, um, Scotty Young, or so I talked, Charles Soule, Al Ewing, and Robert Kirkman. We both talked Scotty Young and Brian Michael Bendis, and yep. you brought up uh, Jeff Jones, Jeff Loeb, and James Tinian. So those are great artists. Uh, sorry, sorry, I just an artist thing. We're the creators, writers, writers, creators, and that's the funny thing. It's like a lot of these people are comic book creators because uh, Bendis can also draw. Yeah, and so uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure if you put some pen and paper behind, in front of Al Ewing, he could draw. And Charles Soule also worked on uh, swear words. Oh, uh, nice. Or curse words, I should say. Curse, curse, words, words. curse words. And I have the omnibus of that, and I got that from him. He does not draw, <laughs> but some of the uh, Kickstarter bonus things were him actually drawing. Sketching. Which is awesome. That's which cool. Which is like one of the coolest things I can think of. I would imagine having a sketch from a person who can't yeah. draw, but it's also a writer. 
that's like a one of a kind that's thing. That's pretty cool, yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And so it's pretty cool on that aspect of it too. That's I, like I the, didn't uh, imagine Curse Wars with Charles Sewell, but that's also a good. I remember seeing Stanley doing uh, little scribbles of Spider Man's yes. head because it's like the only yes. thing you could draw. Exactly. So that's a, that's like having so, cool things. Yeah. But, um, and I, one more that I would have to mention. Uh, real quick, Joe Hill. Yep. I, I don't know. He wasn't on my list. I had five. Uh, honorable mentions of Joe Hill. It, it's Joe Hill. Yep. Do you need to say more? Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's honestly goes on. And oh, on yeah. And we, on. Could, we could do this all the time. Um, but I think that, like, boiling it, down, boiling it down to 10, or in our case, technically eight right. um, uh, writers is, is, you know, again, I think writers get overlooked because a lot of people collect comic books because of the cover alone. And, and a lot of people don't even read them. Yeah. yeah. So, reading these books and getting these in there, and Mark Miller is another one that he wrote the Civil sure. War series. Frank and Miller. So Mark Frank Miller, Miller. <laughs> but Frank, Mark Miller is the one that wrote the comic book, uh, the the Civil War series, and I yes. would give him credit for it. But again, the only he'd have to be brought to the table right here for one for Civil thing. War. So, yeah. um, but other than that, I think it's he's he's a great artist, a great author as well. But um, read these books; I, I recommend them. Nope. All, I anything, you, you honestly, again. Shop at your local comic book store, but if you want to get a little touch on these things and you do have Marvel Unlimited, um, for my art authors, a lot of them are on Marvel Unlimited. Search for them. Find it. If you like it, buy the trade. Come and get here at, at Hammond Street on uh, Galactic Comics. Yeah. Um, message Paul on Facebook. You don't live yeah. in Bangor and you want to buy something. This I guy ship, will ship it to you. I ship countrywide. Uh, and I so, ship beyond countrywide. And I'll be working on it. Uh, I thought about it today. This guy, we need to work on a website for this guy. We... we, we one of the things that I heard yep. the other day from someone on some sort of news article or, or podcast or, or interview, if you own a comic book shop and you don't have a website, you're crazy. I am crazy. So, no, but, but I'm saying but like, yeah. we're going to work on this. Yeah. Like, I, well, I, we, you know, I mean, we, yeah. Had, we had the website previous to the store opening and, and trying to keep track of, no, of correct. all of it in expenses and inventory was just impossible. It is. But, um, but now based on new events... Uh, yes. I think we'll have some more time. And I think it's, it could be dedicate. It could be one of those things you don't sell new issues. Yeah, but some of the stuff that ends up making the past week or two. Sure. You know, you guys looking right now. You have firepower number five right there. Yeah. Fire number fire number five could get on there. Yeah, but master um, number one. Just some of the stuff back here. Mom number one. Yeah. Easily easily inventoried. Online, oh yeah. And characters. Action, you could do yeah. some action yes, exactly. Some pops. There's all kinds so of cool stuff. We'll get there. But we, we can go through and pick out even just random cool things to throw on the website. Why not? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, there is websites that you could, I can buy a brand new comic book on. There's um, rumors of a Galactic Comics exclusive cover. Rumors, not to say, but Berserker books are pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, you know, one of those things is a great one to move across the yes. the websites would be able to get that exposure across the country. That just a quick for. thought as I'm looking here, we're in the back room at, at Galactic Comics here, and I'm looking at some posters here on the wall. And he, why did Keanu Reeves in Berserker get that big of a poster? In King Spawn. And the president of very the president of <laughs> Image Comic Books got the one that's a quarter of the size. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's Keanu Reeves. I mean, I guess if I, you're gonna I, go with it, it's Keanu Reeves. I, I mean, I, I just looking at it, I'm like I, looking over there. There's a there's a what figure. 18 by 20. Yeah. Size King Spawn poster, and there's a 20 by 30. Yeah. Berserker. <laughs> Berserker poster, and I'm just like the president and one of the founders of Image Comic Books. You know what? You know what is impressive. I'll throw it to Tom McFarlane too. Who, by the way, you can throw on this list. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to come up at some point on this thing, and that why Tom McFarlane didn't make our top five our list. list. Um, I would think that we should do. We actually kind of fun to do a couple issues where we're like, not top five worst writers, right. but top five worst things they're bad at. at. Right. 
comic books, and one of them would be <laughs> yeah, yeah, Todd McFarlane yeah. can stick to drawing on paper and inks and we things love like that. We love, love your art. Absolutely. Stop writing. Sorry. And he's not actually, <laughs> he's not writing Kingspawn. Um, he's writing some of the backstories but, on Kingspawn. Someone actually else is writing Kingspawn. So, uh, as we discussed before, you at one point, I think, uh, on this podcast, was you getting your black and white Spawn covers, and this uh, the last previous Spawn issue didn't have a black and white to it. Uh, but that's something that Todd actually does for comic stores. Yeah. Is he flips the bill for that? Yeah. Uh, he even pays the shipping to the comic stores. You get an additional credit later on for some change there, or whatever, yeah. to cover the cost of those books being sent to you. So it's amazing as far as comic world goes. Oh, so who knows? That may be something that you know Todd paid for himself, and that's why. Or he paid, yeah. or he didn't. But he didn't. says, you know what? It's going to cost Image a dollar more to print that poster, right? Making it scale. twenty by thirty instead of eight, right. eighteen by twenty, and that's why we do it that way. But yeah, um, Todd is a pioneer. So we did top oh, yeah. ten pioneers. In comic books. Oh, it's easy. Tom McFarlane is one of those people. I actually had a uh, uh, thought the other day of your favorite moments, which will lead to spoilers, but by, you know, I'm assuming yes. by our favorite moments, there's going to be stuff people... Yeah. Ha- I, if you haven't read it by now, sorry. You, you, spoiler alert. But I thought that'd be a cool one. It's just your favorite moments. Those ones that got you, those impacts. Yes. You know, so that was something I thought would be a cool one to cover. And you know, a lot of those are going to be things like, you know, Brian Michael Bendis is going to be in that list. Robert Kirkman's going to be in that oh, yeah. list. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but as far as that... You know yes. that aha moment in a comic. Those yes. ones that you have to tell somebody about. Yes. Those ones where I look over at my wife. I'm like, look at this, and she's like, "That's great, hon." <laughs> Is that aha moment that Skybound X number four? Or not five? that Skybound. <laughs> no, no, not that aha no, moment. I was like, we were sitting there waiting to record, and I'll explain this a little bit, and I want to give away a little bit. But we were waiting to record, and I open up Skybound X. So Skybound X is a small mini series that came out, five part mini series, uh, with some extravagant. Stories that Very, come from some yeah, different Skybound-based books for the 10th anniversary. Yep. Uh, so there's like Walking Dead. There's uh, Rick, Rick Grimes 2000. Yeah. It's Rick Grimes in the future, and it's 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 Ultra Mega. It's, yes. There's a bunch there's of all stuff kinds in there. of stuff. So the thing, and there's just it looks like Ursula. Yeah. From Disney's <laughs> Mermaid. Yeah. With her boobs out, and I was just <laughs> like. And I'm looking in the cover. I'm like, oh, finally, this is mature on the back of it. But I'm like, out of all Skybound, <laughs> that's the page. X, crack it right yeah. open to. You. I should say Skybound X. It's probably Skybound Ten, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I mentioned probably. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been saying Skybound X too. Yeah, it's, it's probably, probably Skybound Ten. 10. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was just the weirdest thing. So that is that an aha moment? Would that technically make the list? I guess if you have to, but I'm more thinking those ones that got you that passionate as you're reading the I story. Love this I love this right here. Yeah. The scene, this particular one, you can describe it. You know, maybe even do a little bit of visual aid to it. Yes. But those moments that get you, you know what I mean? Uh, those, not Ursula's boobs. Co- not Ursula's <laughs> boobs, which was an aha moment. I'll tell you what, guys. <laughs> the, the definition of all men like boobs, these were not boobs you're going to look at. I'm telling you right now. Um, Robert Kirkman, I don't know what you're doing over at Skybound, but this is, this is not what we want to hear. And so I'd love to finish it up. So that was great. Uh, yeah. Our writers, our favorite writers. So I think, again, not enough credit gets given to writers. Um, yeah. artists get a lot of the credit which is fine I think it's a team it's also things that we don't forget about and I don't I don't think about but I don't think we could do a top 10 list on as the letterers I think that's not <laughs> yeah. an easy job and no. so you have those people that can do some really good colorists um, but there's a the thing I couldn't tell you yep. any of the colorists even though those, they have a hard job no, but so the people get the most credit as writers and, and artists that we've sure. done so if you can go back and listen we've actually done our favorite artists before uh, and this is our favorite writers yep. uh, we'll do others coming up too I think the next episode we're actually going to talk about just uh, uh, state of the comic books uh, kind of like a State of the Union address for the Heck president. Yeah. It's going to be just a cool, like, what's going on, who's going, what, what's what's coming out, what's good books to read. But to give you kind of a preview of that, I love that. I want to just hear a little bit about the person who owns a comic book store of, like, what's cool, 
uh, what's popular right now and new, oh. but also what you're reading uh, at, just to finish so, things up here. I so. mentioned it earlier. I was, I'm currently reading the omnibus there that by yes. the next podcast. I'm still going to be reading yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's going to be a while. Um, but uh, Stray Dogs is a series that has been coming out. Um, they've been reprinting and reprinting and reprinting. Every time I order, I still saw it. There's five them. covers this week? Yeah. Five different Five, five volumes, different issues. Like volume, second print, reprint, third print, yeah, fourth fifth print. print. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I remember correctly reading that they said the issue one, this was the last print. This is your last chance. Well, they did that with but um every time they Department reprint them, too? yes. That was like seventh final. I said in the sixth or seventh. It, yeah. it said in the in the thing, it says final. final print. <laughs> um when they do them, they keep doing homages to horror, which is an amazing thing for all of these fans of horror stuff to start collecting them anyways. And yes. it's a horror series. And I finally, finally, excuse me, got my hands on a uh first issue. One of the prints yeah. that I could read. I'm like, all right, finally, the, the, it's going to backstock. It's yeah. fine. I can read this thing, and I I can see why everyone's hooked yeah. on it. I can't wait. It will be obviously for me a trade series. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. Stray Dogs has been super hot. It's an incredible horror book. It's really yeah. cool. Uh, Nottingham has been selling out like crazy. It's a different perspective on the Robin Hood story. Seriously. Yeah, and uh, that's been a really hot one. Is, that, is it on Boom? Uh, I want to say that's a smaller print of America's really? like Aftershock. Or, oh, really? Yeah, I, and I can't even remember now. Street Dogs, is on... Street Dogs is a image series, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe, so, yeah. Yeah, I believe that's an image one. With that many um, covers and that many prints. and Yeah, it's got to be image. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little guys can't quite no. can't quite cover that. Which um, is crazy because uh, well, it's just, just a really quickly big piggyback on that is I don't think I've followed comic books in a time where second, third, fourth, fourth fifth, fifth, sixth, sixth. prints... Yeah. We're so prevalent now. Yeah. And I don't think I live in a time that the second print sometimes can be more valuable than the first print. I had a third print of Somebody's Killing the Children number three that is, is just insanely because valuable. They because print they less. printed less and less. Because of it's a berserker. And back at that point in time, Somebody's Killing the Children wasn't a major yeah. known story. Yeah. Um, like it is now at this stage. We're on issue whatever, 18 or something, yeah. 19. And everybody knows it. Everybody's ordering it. Um, at that stage, it was still, you know, some markets may not carry it. It wasn't going to be at every comic book store. Like it was Berserker now. 1 or 2, the second print of one of those two. Number, that was number 1, I yeah. think, was very Very, like, it was like, it was like, they printed 100,000 copies of the first copy, and they printed, yeah. like, 20,000. Yeah, yeah, it was like 18, 20,000, because that one was based off of the original purchase history yeah. of 1 and 2 combined, yeah. was how many they printed to each comic yeah. store got. And uh, yeah, that's a very scarce book. And that's one. And that's what was funny because I look at the value and like my Berserker number one is worth four bucks. Yeah. yeah Berserker yeah, number one or whatever. So many two. I think it was number one. Second print's worth like 30 bucks. And it's yeah. like, how is that possible that the second print is worth Second print's worth more. And it's not like Miles, first appearance of Miles Morales, or first appearance of Gwen Stacy. Oh, or uh, Spider Gwen. Sorry, first yeah, appearance of Gwen. Spider Gwen. Yeah. Like the fifth printing is worth 100 bucks right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind And so it's like, up. don't sell yourself short if you come into a comic book store and all they have is the fourth or fifth printing. It's a possibility they could actually be worth some money. And yeah, so don't, some money. If not don't money, feel bad sometimes. that you don't get the fifth printing yeah. or the first printing. Man. Yep, absolutely. So uh, those are those have just been a couple. Yes, you know, a few of the of this. Those are some of the uh, independent stuff. This has been, yeah. been super hot. But um, it, the Marvel stuff has been crazy. It always is. You know, that's an that's an easy one. Uh, DC well, Star also, Wars, well, Star Wars, the Bounty Hunter series of Star Wars that this is yes, War of the Bounty Hunters, a, a yeah. very large world base is following Han Solo after he gets frozen in carbonite mm -hmm. and what Boba Fett was doing with him from there. Yep. Um, that story has been that is sold out, I think, every week has come out yep. and I have to keep trying to get back orders to fulfill uh, the rest of the needs for it because it's been so large. So that's been a hot one. And that's... Um, Marvel also prints twice as many books as, as, as DC does, really. 
Yes. And so there's that yeah, aspect of it too. So I, it's, it's hard, everything's hot for Marvel right now. But like, yeah. the, the bounty hunter, like I said, same thing with the Charles Soule Star Wars issue. But I, I, that led me to read Dr. Aphra and yeah. bounty hunters and all that stuff. And yeah, it's, 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 it's all great sucks stuff. sucks you in it's there. Just, it's, the world of Mar- uh, Star Wars is just as good. And it makes me happy that it's on Marvel. Yeah. And it, it makes me happy that places like Dark Tower and all those are no longer with Marvel. Yeah. Because it feels like if I was, I'd have another thing to go into. Yeah, to go just, get them. But, um, but the bounty hunter stuff has been amazing, and they keep on coming out with new art, new, new, the war, of the bounty hunters, and they come mm-hmm. out with two books this week. And excuse me, I'm just, I, I'm gonna run out of money. <laughs> I, th- I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Mm. Yeah, it's easy to try to figure that out. I mean, I remember being a kid, going to the comic book store, and I had a budget that was set. Mm. You gotta figure out what you're gonna spend. And uh, when the prices went up to a, a whopping dollar twenty five yeah. per issue, I was like, "Oh wow, I got to figure this out. I'm going to drop a title." You know, what? as an adult, I have a budget for comic books too, right? You know, good job, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, I know, because you came in with your wife uh, last week in the uh, the Spider Gwen F Scott or uh, J Scott Campbell it's autograph was, was sitting up there. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and it was like, oh, why this week? When- oh, also because <laughs> my wife thinks that my I have a crush on Spider Gwen. It probably do, doesn't help. <laughs> but like other than that, she thinks that I'm a lever for Spider Man. So it'll be okay, hon. She doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yes, it's it's one of those things. I do have a budget every week, and it's funny because there's our weeks that is like well below that, and there are weeks that are well above it. But yeah. it, it does average out. So by the time you're done, yeah. You but I was able to help Paul with what? Whoa, what? Wait, ordering. <laughs> by the time this comes out i think we're going to be either official or pretty close so uh yes galactic comics will be full time uh starting september 1st we're going to be open uh we're looking at probably like a 10 to 7 wednesday through friday and saturdays we're going to go 10 to 5 uh and yeah i know yeah we're going to have a life yeah i'm going to try to have a life and also that last hour uh on yeah. saturdays everybody apparently is doing something besides come here yeah, so yeah it's mostly just me sitting here trying to get work done that hasn't been done all week um so yeah, full time Galactic Comics. Woohoo! This is what happens when you get a couple beers in you, and we just do things you weren't supposed to do. Right, that was but, supposed to be mentioned. <laughs> yeah. But I think it'll be fine. And if it's not, it's your old job's fault, not yeah, yours. True story. <laughs> yeah, true story. So uh, well, tough blame them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll bring up the next one. Just quickly as we finish up here, because we should probably go back. We have wives, and uh, it's funny. It's funny when we first started recording together. It was wives, and then he had children at home. Now yeah. we have wives and. Both have children yeah, home. Yeah. Uh, is that Free Comic Book Day? I'd love to bring that up. So Free yes. Comic Book Day is August fourteenth, um, Saturday, August fourteenth. So this episode comes out on August eleventh, uh, which is Friday, Thursday, or Wednesday of. Yeah, oh right, yeah, 11, yeah, yeah, 12, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this coming <laughs> Saturday um, is Free Comic Book Day here at Galactic Comics, and you're still open yes. ten to six. Yep, day. ten to six. Uh, and we'll you'll have uh, a number of free comic books. Free comic books. And you're you doing? Is it free comic books? Do you have to, you have to purchase anything, or you just get them? Nope, they're free. Free to come in. We may have limitations on covers. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be doing because of the limitations on covers. I'm going to do grab bags for the first ten people that okay. you're going to get every single issue that comes okay. out that day, uh, with extra giveaways and stuff. Yep. We have a ton of promotional things going on. Giveaways. Uh, you can sign up for one drawings for Bangor Comic and Toy Con. Uh, passes. There's two of those being supplied by BCTC. Uh, you're going to have a Spawn Tom McFarlane exclusive figure. And a drawing for ten dollars gift card to Galactic Comics. So and you know what? He doesn't know this free. yet, but uh, I'll throw in a gift card to Owen Brewing Company too. Oh so, baby, there you go. Look at Look that. Look at that. There, done. Right there. So we'll we'll also have a, a surprises there. I will be doing a tasting, so I will be here. Yes. So I have double duty that day. So we're in our, we're on a broadcast live here on uh, on on uh, Free Comic Book Day. 
Um, so if any, honestly, if you if you're around and you just want to talk comic books with me and my co-host who uh, was not here tonight, but Adam, uh, and you just want to shoot the shit with us, if that guy exists, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a mic open. Come sit down, hang out with us. I don't care. I don't care if you've never been on a podcast before or a live stream before. I don't. We're just going to talk. We're we're going to talk the titles that are out for free that day. Sure. Uh, we're going to talk just random comic book topics. What are you reading? Uh, we're going to talk. I mean, uh, Will from Bangor Comic and Toy Con said he's going to pop in. Yeah, he's going to be he's, he's, he's going to be yeah. doing stuff for Comic Con because we got into the facility uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, to this recording tomorrow. Sure. We're in the facility for Bangor Comic and Toy Con, getting ready for prepared for October. Um, but he just swing us. by and, and say hi and sit down and chat with us about Comic Con. Um, but then when we finish with that, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be doing a tasting uh, for our brewing company. So we'll have some beers available. Twenty one. You can be in the store any age. There's no age limit to the store. Nope. Um, but to actually taste our beer and to talk about Orner Brewing Company, to, to come up to our table and hang out with our table, we we, should, we ask for you to be twenty one uh, for liability issues and reasons. Obviously, that yes, that's, that's what it is. Um, and so we're excited for that. So that would be cool to do that. Uh, and, and we'll have some stickers and things. That, awesome. Yeah, so it'll be a fun day. I mean, free comic book day is one of those things that I feel like one of the things that Adam and I will talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Or the live stream that day is it's unique to this industry. Yeah. It's like a holiday for comic books. And book. it's one of those ways that I feel like we can get young readers to read comic books. Yeah. So come in here. Absolutely. And, put them in their hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you know, what's funny about it is I've gotten many free comic book days books over the years that are actually worth money yeah and that's the other part is they, they don't they slip in here and there there's some first appearances that only exist in free comic book day books and there's, there's like, one i still need for my personal collection and they <laughs> slip it right in there and it's yep. the funniest thing and it's like it's a way to get people to go it's a way for the comic book industry mega people yeah. to give back to the small people yeah and that's what's really cool about free comic as a small day, person so. i appreciate that <laughs> and yeah and then when you're in here you can get there's toys here there's car uh, pokemon cards magic cards there's uh, man- manga, you doing manga now? Yeah, oh, yes, we have a, a quite nice little yeah. manga selection around the corner here. Uh, back issues. Set up for my buddy Nino. Nino! Back issues. Uh, as of right now, you buy five $1 books, you get one free, but yep. on that day, you have a chance to roll dice. Yes, we're doing a dice tower roll, so you can roll up to 20% off, so we roll the dice, and hey, whatever you get comes off whatever it is you're purchasing. It doesn't matter if it's comics, if it's action figures, doesn't matter. You get 20% off the free comic books? We will try to figure the math out on that. Um, I'll put Logan in charge of you that. Want, Logan you want, works here. Double, double the twenty percent off all free comic books. <laughs> if you want those on that day, I'll, I'll put the bill. We're gonna get Logan a calculator. <laughs> you tell him that day, <laughs> Logan. By the way, if someone gets a free comic book, they get double the percentage off and see what he says. Uh, but yeah, so it's fun. So free comic book day, August fourteenth. Uh, Galactic Comics five four seven, Hammond Street, Bangor, Maine. Nailed it. it. And if you're not from us. Go to your local comic book shop. Yes. Free comic book day. Support LCSs. Do it. Support it's, it's, local it's, comic it's, stores. It's, it's worth it. You go in there. You get to meet the people. It's like a party in here. It's going to be fun. And we yeah. didn't get to do it fully last year. No, it was sad last which year. Which was pretty cool. And my, so, first, my first full year with free comic book day, and I had all these plans. We couldn't do it due to COVID. And this year, we were going to have a party, rock it out. And, and I know I'm going to speak out of turn here if it's not true, but like if you message Paul. I don't feel like comfortable coming in if it's 1,000 people in here. Can someone bring something out to my car? All day, every day. Yep. Message us, call us, anything that goes yep. on. If you need a hand with something, we will help you. We love it. Uh, I know Jess is going to work here that day yeah. too with me. Uh, Jared from Bangor Comic and Toy Con said he's going to be in helping. Nice. And I'm sure he'll be popping in with you. So, uh, you know, anything you guys need, we're always happy to help. So awesome. So uh, glad to come. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, um, soon a website. <laughs> um, and so follow them, message Paul if you ever need a book or anything like that. Just go to the Facebook page, click on the message, Galactic Comic Books. And collectibles do that. They have toys. 
Destroys galore. Why is Aquaman back here? I love Aquaman. Um, and <laughs> then come free comic book day if you want. As well as I'd like to give a shout out now to all these comic book ones. Bangor Comic and ToyCon is uh, October first to the third. Bangor Comic and ToyCon dot com. Buy your tickets. Um, just to let you know, the Clerks people are going to be there. As well as Judith Hogue from Team NT. Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Noah Hathaway. Uh, uh, a from the Never Ending Story. Yeah. And the list goes on and on Je- and on. Jess on. made apparently a sound that I didn't realize Jess could make. <laughs> Jess works with me. When Will told her that she could have a day with him uh, at one of the events. And uh, Will said, yeah, I'm stealing Jess from you. Uh, have you seen his pictures he's posted Jess, online? I didn't know Jess could make that noise. Have you seen his pictures posted <laughs> online? I might make that noise. <laughs> that guy is fit. But so yeah, check it out. Bangor Comic and ToyCon dot com. Follow them on, them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, they're great dudes. Will and Jay are great. Uh, and so Love those guys. It's gonna be fun uh, on that that weekend as well. So, um, but yeah, sweet man, awesome. First episode at Galactic Comics Bangor five forty seven Camas Street in Bangor. Follow us, Main State of Mind on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube for the video portion. Absolutely. The Main State of Mind dot com. Sweet. One day I'll get my wife to listen to this.